the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Check ASO is an analytical ASO platform that provides you with up-to-date data on keywords, competitors, ratings, and reviews. It also grades your ASO level and gives you custom tips on how to improve it. This way, you can increase your app page visibility, organic traffic, and installs with every update. Try it now for free for seven days at checkaso.io. That once again is checkaso.io. We all have developer horror stories from language barriers to bad code to developing on time. That's why I recommend using B7Dev com. They're affordable, fast, and more importantly, trustworthy. Go to b7dev.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve Pion, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go, you know, when you want action-packed content related to helping you grow your app downloads and your revenues. And today I've got a great guest. We've been able to audit his app. And through that audit, I was emailing back and forth with them. And I was like, Trevor, can you share some numbers that you've been able to achieve? And I was like, Holy cow. All right. Well, you want to come on and sort of complete this circle? That's the way I think about it, Trevor. Completing this circle that masters. Yes, you know, you fill out the form on the app audit. We audit your app on our YouTube live streams, but hearing your success, I wanted to bring you back on and hear the story. And then you're going to be on a YouTube live stream that's already done by the time this comes out, but kind of helping the other entrepreneurs in the space. So super excited to have him on. Without further ado, Trevor Lewis is the developer of Trollmaster app. Go learn more by searching for Trollmaster in the app stores or go to trollmasterapp.com. Trevor, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Steve. Really happy to be here. All right, Trevor. So I know how well you're doing. So you can share whatever numbers you want to share, but the let's take it back to one. I want to know what a Trollmaster is. Like, why did you build this app? And then how did you build this app? So, so fundamentally, what the app is, it's a, uh, an app that helps fishermen. And there, there's one style of fishing or one technique called trolling. And that, that's not internet trolling. It's a completely different thing. Um, <laughs> that's with, where my mind goes fishing. to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the app stores actually hung me up for a little bit over that. But, um, you know, when you're trolling in terms of fishing, what you're doing is you're typically riding around in the boat at slow speed, say, two to three miles an hour and you're just pulling lures behind the boat. Mm. And the critical thing there that you need to know is how deep the lures are. And, you know, ever since people have trolled from boats, which I, who knows how long that's been going on. I mean, for thousands of years, probably, um, you know, the big mystery is how deep is the lure? And I had that question myself. I was out fishing probably about four or five years ago and the fish were a lot deeper than I was used to seeing them. and it just killed me that I couldn't figure out how much weight I needed or how much line I needed to let out, et cetera, to put my lure down where the fish were. Mm. And I, I mulled over that problem for, honestly, it was about a year. I just kept kicking it around in the back of my mind. I did some research and I kept working on it. And after about a year, I had really kind of worked out the math and the physics of the problem. And, um, you know, so I, I had to, dust off some of my undergrad work. I'm a mechanical engineer by trade. Um, so I got back into my fluid mechanics book and things like that. And 
make a long story short, the Trollmaster app is an app that uses a physics-based calculation to determine lure depth. Hmm. And so it's a it's a really unique thing, I think, because it, it really hasn't been done, certainly on this scale before. Um, and it, it really gives fishermen uh, an unprecedented ability to, you know, say, hey, I've got this lure and it's on this type of line and there's a weight of this size at whatever location on the line and it'll tell them how deep the lure is. And so, you know, for somebody who trolls, it's, it's a really critical piece of information. And there's really not much information out there. Traditionally, fishermen will use charts or maybe there's books, but, you know, those, those are all pretty rough tools. And uh, the app really is the most flexible and most comprehensive solution to this problem that I've ever come across. Well, I want to mention that we're going to get into this a little bit later about how you're using organic marketing on Facebook as the main driver, because you're not doing any paid marketing. You're just doing all organic, right? Um, I would say I, I do a little bit of paid marketing okay. um, and I've tried some other things. I've tried advertising in fishing magazines and things like that. I've even run, you know, doing print ads, uh, things of that nature. But they, in my case, they, they really didn't convert very well. Um, and I, I do run some paid uh, marketing campaigns at the moment, mainly uh, Apple search ads. Cool. And actually, I've got a Google campaign that's been performing pretty well for me. And, um, but both well, those are all really that, kind of, we'll I do, I do a little bit of everything, but I, you know, the, the things that actually work though, you know, I, I've, I really haven't had much success doing like Facebook ads and things like that. It's, it's really that organic marketing. That's where I get most of my sales. All right. Well, let, let's talk about that then. Let's, let's stick with that theme because I was going to ask you like how you developed it and maybe for the beginners out there, but you know what, we're a marketing podcast. We don't know, you know, we're not talking about code a lot here. So let's talk about the organic Facebook side. So how did you start and tell, tell me about this campaign that you're running? Okay. Well, I'll go right from the beginning here. So when I first started, I first developed the app and I didn't have a Facebook page for the app or anything like that. It was just my personal Facebook uh, profile. And I would go on fishing groups on Facebook and I would share the app and get feedback. And, and that was excellent to do, you know, in the very, very early stages, because you get that communication with your user group and Facebook can be brutal, which is an, uh, that's a great thing. If you're developing a product, you know, you, you, you need to hear the truth and you need to hear it often, I think. And, um, you know, so that, that was really a great resource for me early on. And I, you know, the app was much cruder than it is right now in its early stages, but I could tell that there was something there. And, it, you know, even with some of the criticism I got early on, there, there were a lot of folks who were very interested in the app and the approach and the technology and everything. Um, so, you know, initially in the very first uh, steps there, that, that's what I did. And then as the app grew and I saw that it was actually starting to sell and I was able to make some money with it. I, of course, wanted to share it more and more. And, you know, initially I did that right from my personal profile, which is a big no-no on Facebook. Interesting, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg frowns on that, it turns out. And um, so, you know, once, once I realized I was coloring outside the lines a little bit, we'll say, I, uh, I cleaned my act up. And, you know, I wanted to be a good citizen on Facebook and everything. So I made a Facebook page. And hey, really Trevor, the, can, I, can I stop you for a little bit before you get to the Facebook sure. page? 
when yeah. you are posting in those groups, how do you make it so that it's just not like, hey, please download my app and you know, you're know you trying to get feedback. How do you not make it so spammy when you're posting in this Facebook group? And that's a great, uh, it's funny. you know. I think when you post something as an individual person, people respond a little bit differently than if you post it as a business um, or as somebody, you know, something like that. It, it comes across more commercial if I post, I think, from my Facebook, you know, from the app page on Facebook. But when you post as a person, it's a lot more personal, I think, and people are more willing to help you. So I would just say, hey, look, this is something I'm working on. What do you guys think? And, you know, really, I wouldn't go into it asking them to download it or buy it. I'd go into it just asking them for opinions. Yeah, I like it. And um, yeah, so I mean that, that, and that's a big part of it. Really, in the early stages, that you know, you, you just got to mm -hmm. get the concept defined well, and you've got to figure out what the customers really want. And were you just a part of these groups, or were you just like searching on Facebook fishing groups type of thing? So early on, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm a big fisherman myself, and so I was a part of a certain number of groups, but you know, once I started really trying to sell the app and I did start, you know, doing more marketing as opposed to like market research, I, that's when I really started to step up my efforts. And I joined a lot of fishing groups, like, <laughs> I mean, hundreds. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, and that, that's when it started to become more industrialized. And I, you know, I, I reached the breaking point though with Facebook. And like I mentioned, I had to create an actual uh Facebook page for the app and then uh, begin marketing from that page. All right. Let's talk about that because it's a perfect segue. So, uh, and I, I'm happy to share some of these numbers. I don't, I don't mind sharing some of this information, but uh, the, the way that I really have had the best success with marketing in general is to create content and post it on my uh, Facebook page for the app. And then you know, what you do is you actually have your Facebook page join groups on Facebook. And not all groups accept pages as group members, but a lot of them do. Um, so, you know, right now I'll say that my page is probably a member of 150 or 200 Facebook groups, something on that, all, all pertaining to phishing. And most of them are, you know, very closely aligned with trolling, that particular technique that I'm interested in. And um, so what I'll do, I'll post the content once on my Facebook page, and then I will share it. And I'll share, even so, if I shared to all those groups all at once, Facebook would cut the reach. They, they would throttle it. And so what I'll do is I'll share to maybe 25 groups at a time, something like that. And then if you wait three or four hours, you can share to another 25, 30 groups and so on. And uh, what actually happens is if, you know, say the, the Facebook groups that you're sharing to say it's collectively a million people, um, you might get, you know, 5% of those folks uh, to actually see what you've posted, to actually see your content. But the beauty of it is you're getting that, those impressions for free. Right. So, right. you know, and I, I'll say in a, a, a typical week during fishing season here, I could get, you know, I would say around a hundred thousand impressions a week for free. Why do it through your Facebook page versus your Trevor Lewis Facebook account? Oh, if you do it, if I do it directly from my Facebook account, I can't share that many groups. 
Facebook will shut it down. The, oh, I, I've been put in. Uh, what's that? Sorry, can you repeat that real quick? Yeah, Facebook will shut it down, and you'll you'll even get in. Um, you'll be reprimanded by Facebook. You'll go to Facebook jail. Oh, so, so if you share too much through your personal account through these groups, then Facebook will have a problem with it. But because you're doing it through a page, it's okay. Right. It's okay. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, you've got a, close to ten thousand followers on Facebook on your Facebook page. I'm looking at it right now. I do. Yep. Congrats, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you know, I mean, that is, I'll say that too. That is one type of campaign I've run in the past. It, our uh, Facebook will allow you to run campaigns specifically to get more likes, you know, to get more followers on your Facebook page. And, and I will run those campaigns occasionally. I'll throw a few bucks at them. Mm. Um, you know, because those are folks who have expressed an interest in my app and I can retarget them every time I post content. Right, 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 right. I like that. Uh, and then you I keep everything in the Facebook there. ecosystem too. Right, right. And, so um, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but I always jump, Trevor, so don't let me just jump on you. <laughs> what you're talking about, like, let me finish a thought, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about like, other things that you've done, such as contests. You know, one thing I got to say, Trevor, like I've been wanting to do these contests. I see them on Instagram too. And I'm just so, I don't know why. Maybe it's this like, oh, I don't want to look cheesy and I don't want to be like all blah, blah, blah. I don't know, these stupid thoughts in my head. But talk to me about what's worked from a contest giveaway type of perspective. Uh, yeah, and that, that's a great question. I, I think contests have been one of the more effective um, approaches I've used. Um, one of the, one of the best performing contests that I'll do is simply a picture contest, you know, like I see one right now. Yeah. Yeah. Th those work great. I mean, basically it taps into the desire of all fishermen to brag about their catch, right? <laughs> mm. Like they, they love that. And, you know, I do this deal where if I select their pictures and I, I tell them that they're winners, I'll trade them a picture for a free app. And right now the app is a $50 value for the lifetime license. And I've got a $20 annual subscription and a $5 monthly subscription. So, so it certainly has some financial value, but, but beyond that, you know, these guys love sharing the images of them and their families catching fish and their buddies having fun and getting awesome fish and awesome settings. And, uh, you know, it, it just kind of taps into that. And then, I think what really is the icing on the cake for them is that I'll take those images and I'll use them in my ads. Mm -hmm. And for a fisherman to see their face on a, you know, a fishing ad of some sort, that's like, that's an awesome thing. Ah, uh, dude, that's actually brilliant. I love it. <laughs> so you so, tell them, hey, Trevor, I'm going to use your photo as our ad and we're going to run it. And then you, you almost like can target Trevor, you know, Trevor's obviously going to be like you, you're going to obviously see it too and be like, oh my God, I'm in an ad. Yep. Yep. It, yeah. It's awesome. You know, what's funny. Like, I'm glad you said that because I actually saw an ad with a photo of me speaking at an event. It was the event that was running the ad to me, but I was like, I felt good. I felt pretty good too. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, um, so yeah, the, the contests work well. And I, I think when you're running contests, you're right. There are, you know, depending on how you run the contest, it can come across as very spammy. And that's certainly something you want to avoid. I, you know, the, in all the content 
I try to post. And, you know, I, I would say I think the highest form of content is something that gives immediate value to the folks who are looking at it. And so if you, and fundamentally, I think that's why contests work, right? Because you're giving them something of value. You're giving them a chance right, right away. And that, that gets you five times as much attention as a, a little bit of content that doesn't really give them anything and is really just trying to sell them something. And, um, you know, I, and I think that follows with the app design as well. You've got to give value immediately. You know, they can't, they can't have to go look for value. Were you doing anything like, especially in the beginning to promote these contests? Are you posting these in the, these contests into groups too? I do. Yep. Yeah. So I'll post them initially on my Facebook page and then I'll share them within the groups. And, you know, the, the trick with Facebook is you're really trying to uh, manipulate the Facebook algorithm, right? Which what that means is that you want to be in the news feed as much as possible. Um, so things that, you know, get boosted in the Facebook news feed are things that people are commenting on and commenting positively about. Right. And, um, you know, the, just having good interactions. And that, you know, and that's where good content really pays dividends. If you post something and two people like it, but nobody comments on it, that's kind of a dud. You know, that's not really going to get much reach for you. But if you post something where you get a thousand likes and you get a hundred people posting pictures and commenting and everything like that, that makes its own gravy, you know? Hey, Trevor, how do you track versus like doing a contest like this where you might pick up, you know, you get a lot of comments, you might pick up a bunch of followers. How are you tracking that to be like, hey, I'm actually making more money with my app because I'm doing these things. So I guess so my I, ultimate question is like, how do you balance the time, right? Like, hey, I'm investing in this growth of a, like a high performing Facebook page, but like, is this leading to more revenues and more downloads for my app? So I'll say, I really, I see a spike. I mean, it's a, pretty noticeable spike in oh, downloads nice. and in sales right away and in sales uh, too that's impressive yeah yep yeah i mean it, uh, undoubtedly like there's no no doubt at all in my mind i, I don't have any high-tech weighted track conversions <laughs> from a contest to an app download and a, a sale but i i know when i post a lot of content and it hits the mark i can open up uh you know i'm using revenue cat and as well, you know, and I'll get information through the app stores as well, but you get a spike right away and, and there's a noticeable increase in both downloads and sales. On that note, is Revenue Cat, the, are the numbers pretty similar to what you're seeing on App Store Connect too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, they're time stamped a little bit differently. Um, okay. So, the, you know, what Revenue Cat says is one day ago, you know, uh, the app store may be looking at it a little bit differently, but but yeah, revenue cat is nice because any of those in-app purchases I see pop up immediately. Uh, where with Android, I, you know, I don't know of a way to see those in-app purchases pop up immediately with Android. Just, uh, you know, if I go into the Google interface. Got it. Anything else you're doing on Facebook that you want to share that's working well? Um, I think that's, that's most of it. You know, running contests, it, it's a force multiplier, you know? It, you, you really, <laughs> contests get you three times as much reach or, you know, what a, it's some factor. I, three is a, a swag, but, uh, you know, that, I think contests are strong. Um, I also try to just, like I said, post good content. I try to educate people about trolling and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, of course, teach them about why the app is, you know, why it works like it does. 
Um, but I also try to just teach them something about trolling in general. And, you know, it's something I've studied a lot and I think I've got a lot to share with all the fishermen out there. That's awesome. The Trevor, what I want to talk to you about too. Okay. Actually, I want some advice from you. How do I do a contest? What can I do? Like, I love the whole, like taking a photo idea, but like, I don't think that relates to what, you know, like I, my community or people like yourself, like app developers. So what kind of contests? I can do a lot of giveaways. I can give away a premium app audit. I can do the app master's academy. I can do a lot of different stuff, but like, what should I do? Give me some feedback. I, yeah, I think an app audit is a great idea. I, I mean, you wanna do something that is relevant to your product or your service. And you know, the folks that you're trying to, those are the folks you're trying to uh, market to essentially, right? Our app right. developers. Right. So, that's exactly what I would do. I would run what a do I contest. Make them do? You know, I've seen the contest, you know, tag a friend, leave a comment. Is that, should I just do that? And just like stop overthinking it and just do it that way? Um, I, I think when you have people actually post images, you know, you could say drop an image of your app or drop a screenshot of your app mm. or something like that. And, uh, you know, I think actually having people post content videos, uh, Facebook loves videos <laughs> and, um, you know, I like so, that. yeah. And, and people like that too, you know, like words are engaging to a certain level, but I think fundamentally, like we, we respond very strongly to imagery, you know, I mean, it, it's like the old saying, a, a, a picture's worth a thousand words, you know, Got and, it. and you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't, so I, I guess you, I can do it on Facebook, but on Instagram, I can't do photo replies, unfortunately, but I like that idea too. I can try a Facebook and I'll try an Instagram. I'll report back to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear if that works for you. And I'll say this too. Like I, I've tried to dabble in Instagram, but I really don't get much of a response from Instagram with, you know, the, the type of marketing that I've been doing on Facebook. Yeah. Um, is that because so I, you think your audience is more on Facebook versus Instagram? I think it's the depth of the interaction. You know, I think when you put something out on Facebook, people respond back and forth and you discuss things and, and it's just much more interactive where I, I think on Instagram, people are really just looking at, you know, nice pictures and things like that. It, it's purely graphical and there's not much substance behind it. I, I feel like. Okay. I'm going to do it, man. You've inspired me. I need conversations like these. Otherwise I just overthink it my by myself like over <laughs> and over and over and over again this is great. i hear you i do the same thing <laughs> trevor you got a yacht you got a boat i, I do have a boat not a yacht <laughs> not, not yet not yet all right well it's, i love it though it's the perfect boat for me and my family so. that's awesome man when i when i come out to maryland we'll, we'll have to you have to take me out man yeah definitely yep. hey i got a question for you so you know you said you have a monthly a yearly and the lifetime what's the revenue split between those three um, I've actually recently manipulated that a little bit. So <laughs> what I've been doing recently, so last year I ran a, a, really a test of sorts. You know, I sold a bunch of subscriptions, annual subscriptions and, um, and monthly subscriptions. And the test that I ran is essentially to see how many people stick with a subscription plan throughout a year or, you know, month to month. And, you know, the, the way I price those different items affects how many of each I sell. Um, 
what I learned in a summary or in, in short here is that the monthly subscribers really tend to hang on pretty strongly. I don't see a lot of turnover. Um, so I'm actually moving my model now more towards a, uh, you know, a situation where I'm trying to build more and more subscribers. So I get that recurring revenue every month. And, uh, you know, even in the non-fishing months, like January and February. Um, so I, uh, in order to do that, in order to push more customers towards those monthly and annual subscription options, I basically just price the lifetime license higher. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I can manipulate, I, it's a little bit of a trade-off, right? If I, if I price the lifetime license a little bit lower, I'll sell more of those and I'll get more money in the short term. But I think, you know, for the business overall, I think the, the better option is to sell those monthly subscriptions right now. Monthly, that's, a, that's impressive. And I think it is app dependent. I think with an app, because what we've seen from a monthly perspective is more churn, like we'll, you know, like, so we're always pushing the yearly one because you get more revenue up front and all the jazz and we've seen less churn and the lifetime value of the user goes up. But I can see for your app why the monthly makes sense because obviously it's a little bit more affordable and people can digest that. And secondly, there's real value, right? Like it is an app that you would use because I'm assuming Trevor, like how often do you go fishing? Pretty often, right? Oh yeah, I'll go out three or four times a week. A lot of times. Holy shit, that's even more <laughs> than I thought. I was like maybe once a week, maybe three times a month. But man, no nah, man, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, I go out a lot. <laughs> yeah, so like. I can see it. Like if you have an app that you think most people would use every day, kind of like a meditation app or a fasting app, like that pushing that monthly kind of makes sense because it'll stay on. But then, you know, for those where it's sort of like they would use it one off, like I'm thinking like a photo editor, you know, fancy photo editor, you might want to get them on to a yearly plan because, you know, after three months, they're like, I'm not using this app anymore. And then delete, you know, and then like, I'm gonna cancel the subscription. So. Yeah. It, it, it was really pretty surprising. I didn't expect it to turn out like that. Yeah. Um, and, but, but that's, I think, a fundamental thing that you've got to do as an app developer and as somebody who's marketing apps is just continual experimentation. You know, you've got to come up with these hypotheses and test them out, see, see what really happens in the real world, and then react accordingly, you know. And, um, yeah, I've, I've run experiments before where I track conversion rate based on app price and figured out, you know, how to optimize how, how much cash flow I'm getting, um, things like that. Tell me more about that. What did you do? Um, so I'd basically run pricing experiments, Okay. you know, so I would set the price at say $10 for the lifetime version. And I, I'd see what type of uh, conversion rates I was getting. And then I'd bump it up to 15 bucks an app and see what type of conversion rate I was getting in 20 and so on and so forth. And so if you develop a table of conversion rate as a function of app price, you can figure out, you know, where you're going to basically optimize how much profit you're making, right? Because if I price my app for $500, I might sell one a year, you know, <laughs> and, and that's not, that's not going to cut it. Where if I price it for $10, I would sell a ton of them, but you know, I wouldn't make that much money overall. What's the, so it's, it's finding that sweet spot. Right. Right. And you feel like you found a sweet spot right now? I do. Yeah. I like the way it's priced right now. Like I said, it's $50 for the lifetime version. Um, and I still get, you know, I certainly still sell $50 lifetime licenses, but I've increased the number of those monthly subscribers that I'm getting. 
Are you, what's the revenue split between iOS and Android? I'd say I probably make about two thirds on iOS and one third on Android. Okay. Seems normal. I like that. Yeah, I just have to ask. I think that's <laughs> typical. You'll find like random apps are making way more on Android. I'm like, wow. You know, huh. it's, it's crazy. That's why I always ask, even though it's like, you know, like you probably think you make more on iOS anyway. Yeah, I think iOS, they're just more willing to buy products, <laughs> you know, they're just more in that mindset. Because you taught yourself how to code and all that stuff, I guess, what would you recommend to the beginner out there who you self-admittedly said, you know, I didn't know anything about this stuff and you built a really successful app. Like what, what platform should you use? What, where would you suggest so they can shortcut and build an app quicker? So I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the quick rundown on the history of how I yeah. developed the app here. <laughs> and it, I think it's a cool story because like you said, I started from nothing. I, I did have some programming experience, but not in the mobile space. You know, that, that was all new to me. Um, when I first had the idea for the app, you know, I was looking for the quickest way possible to make an app. And I actually used MIT's App Inventor site, which is an app development site for kids. <laughs> and it's a, uh, it's drag and drop programming, you know? So it's That's like, if awesome. you're somebody, yeah, <laughs> oh my God. but it works, you know, like to make an Android app, you have to make an APK file and MIT's App Inventor site, they will give you an APK file, you know? <laughs> oh my God. So I took that, yeah, I took that and I threw it into Google Play and I sold it. And it, yeah, it was really funny. Did you make money um, with that first version? Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I've always been profitable. I'll say that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, once I I did that for a little while and I actually, you know, I, I, Honestly, it's a pretty effective tool. If if um, I was able to make an iOS app through that platform as well, I might have never learned to do more programming. Mm. You know, um, because it, it, I'm sure it's not the most elegant code or the most efficient code or anything that's being generated there. But um, I'm assuming is yeah, it free? It, yeah, it's completely okay. free. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you know the the quandary that I was in there was that I, I had an Android app that I was selling and I needed to create an iOS app because I knew there's this whole other app store out there and I wanted to put it up there, of course. And I tossed around the idea of maybe hiring a developer, you know, looking at all those options. And I, given that I did have some background in programming, mainly in Windows applications, things like that, I decided to just look into how I could do it myself. And I looked into some different things. I looked at like Xamarin, um, you know, part of Visual Studio. And that, that really didn't, I just couldn't really get it to work real well. Um, but eventually I came across Flutter and Flutter held a lot of appeal for me. Uh, the, you know, the code, the language is actually Dart, which is, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a fairly easy language to understand. It wasn't too bad. It's all object oriented. So it's uh, pretty understandable for somebody with my experience. Um, and the, the big selling point for Flutter was that you could have a single code base that you use for Android and iOS. And that that's really been a, a great experience. You know, I, I'd highly recommend Flutter to anybody who is looking to do this. And, and to get Flutter running, all you have to do is download Android Studio and um, then you install Flutter on there and you can Google it. There, there's directions out there that can explain it a lot better than I can. <laughs> okay. But um, 
yeah, that's, that's been great. You know, I, I'm going to reach out to the MIT app inventor because you should be on this app of the month, Trevor. I know there's a lot of 13 and 11 year olds, but come on, man, this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a cruder app. I'll say, it, you know, the flutter version is a lot prettier and a lot, yeah, a lot more elegant. But, uh, That's awesome, man. And then yeah, as and a developer, how do you sort of balance your time between making sure the code and testing all this, developing all this stuff versus like marketing and putting all these great Facebook contests together and these Facebook posts? Yeah, time management is a, it's an interesting question because earlier and, you know, I'd say mainly last year, right, when I was doing a lot of development. So last year and the year before even, um, when I was evolving the app significantly from release to release, um, I, I really had to pick between doing development or doing marketing. I, I really couldn't do both. You know, I've got a day job and, you know, I've got family and all, all that stuff. And uh, so I really would have to pick what I was doing week to week. Nowadays, I can do it a lot more seamlessly. You know, I don't typically sacrifice marketing for development. And it's because I've got the basic structure of the app built. You know, the things I'm doing now, uh, I'm really just essentially adding more lures to the app. Now, the app's got over 100 fishing lures in it right now. And fishermen just, you know, they, they love to see all the, the whole selection of lures in an app like this. So so that that's what I do. I, I go out on the boat, I'll do my testing, and then I come back and, you know, do the work I need to to integrate those lures into the software. Love it. Love it, man. Anything I missed or you want to make sure we cover? Um, yeah, there's a part of that app development history there. That There's an interesting part of that that I'd like to share. And that's that I, I'm, I'm predominantly a Windows user. And uh -huh. of course, to put something on the, the Apple App Store, you need to have a Mac in order to compile the, uh, the code and upload it to the App Store, et cetera. Um, so I came across a pretty interesting solution for that early on. You know, I had gotten into Flutter and I had my Flutter code running well, and I was able to generate my Android APK file right on my Windows machine. And to be able to uh, get it set up for the Apple App Store, what I did is I went on macincloud.com. So I think I paid like a dollar an hour or something on, on that computer, but it's basically just a, a cloud Mac that you can remote into. And, um, you know, I was able to do that and test everything out without having to go out and buy a Mac. Ooh, so I, thought I like it. That was, yeah, that was kind of a cool solution, I thought as well. Yeah, I like that. Okay, yep. cool. Anything else? No, I, I think that's a good, uh, a good summary of how it started and, you know, how it's grown and how we've marketed it and everything's going well. And I'm just, I'm always looking for that next thing to bring it to the next level. Yeah, man. Well, we're, you're going to be on that YouTube live stream and I'm super excited to, when we gave that feedback, I'm super excited to see what changes you made. And then maybe you can share that in a future live stream as well. Trevor, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Give us an app besides Trollmaster that we should definitely check out. I really like the OnX app. You know, I'm a big outdoorsman. I do a lot of fishing and hunting and everything. And OnX is an app that um, it basically plots out all the private and public property lines on a, uh, you know, a satellite image. And so if you're anybody who enjoys the outdoors, I think that's a really cool app. Um, and I, I, I'm happy to plug those guys. I like it. What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? 
the longest? Uh, I would say just how to market effectively. You know, I, I think that is harder than the programming in a lot of ways. Yeah, I like that. Well, did you start as a, I know one of the things that you said to us was you, you implemented the freemium later. Did you start as a straight up paid app too? I did. Yeah. And that, you know, <laughs> hindsight's 2020, but uh, knowing what I know now, I would never start an app as a paid app. I would always go right to freemium. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. What's the best part of being an entrepreneur? I like the freedom. I mean, you, you, you get a little bit of independence out of it. You know, you get a satisfaction of making, you know, making a product that's helping people. I, I think that's really cool. And I'm just really proud of the work and it's, it's really fulfilling to make something that people find value in. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I know. I think that's the best part for me too. Like getting emails from the audience of just, even just the free content, like, Hey, I've been able to grow revenue this way and that way. And we just did a YouTube live stream with my friend, Marco. Today is the day of the recording where I met him as a college student, Trevor, and now he's gone on to build a very successful like business that, you know, is just, he's living that four hour life work week style because he's making multiple, like six figures is what he said on live stream. And, and it's like, you know, it's pretty crazy how I just met him while he was still in college. And now he's still in his twenties, but, you know, been able to live that entrepreneurial lifestyle. Yeah. And the, you know, the whole app market is, it's great for entrepreneurs. Um, it, it's pretty low risk to get into. I mean, the worst thing that happens is you put a bunch of time into it and you don't sell anything, but you still learn a lot from having build building an app, trying to sell an app, et cetera, you know, and, and maybe if your first app doesn't work, maybe your third one will, you know, Absolutely. but, but it's really uh, very low boundaries to getting involved in the app market. I feel like shoot man, MIT app inventor and just start making money that way. Right, Trevor? <laughs> that in the cloud Mac. That's all you need, man. <laughs> that's all you need, baby. Trevor. So, well, actually to the audience, the app is called Trollmaster app. So go to trollmasterapp.com or search for Trollmaster in your favorite app store and you'll find it there. So if you're a big fisherman, definitely check that out. Trevor, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else? Um, I would, no, I think my web's, what the, uh, website's the best way to get through to me. I think. I love it. Trevor, this is an absolutely amazing, man. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, Steve. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you on the next chat. Want to increase your downloads and revenue? Check out our new ASO master service, where we help you with ASO optimizing your revenue and we'll even manage your Apple search ads and Google ads. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.